Chris Braid has written and produced artists such as Beyonce, Kylie and Britney Spears, among many others. More recently, he's collaborated with keyboard maestro Jeff Downs, best known for his time in Asia and also behind the keyboards in Yes. Together as Downs Braid Association, they've released two albums. The latest is released in November 2015. And we caught up with Chris to chat about songwriting in general and his musical partnership with Jeff Downs. The first album was, you know, Jeff and I had no idea how it would work or if, it would, if we'd be able to write or do anything, you know. So to then have an album finished, it wasn't really... I, there was no big plan at that point. We just met during a Buggle show, a reformed Buggle show in, in London. And we got on so well, and I'm such a fan of Jeff, and he's such a good guy. So we said, oh, we've got to write, we've got to write. So there was no great plan, really. So when that album came out, there wasn't much promotion behind it. Because we, we just thought it was, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And if people like it, great. And if not, then we'll just we'll go back into our hiding places. And, you know, but the reaction was really, it was heartwarming. I mean, people really did like it. I still get emails now saying, I love that record you did. And it obviously uh, gave you the incentive, really, to make album number two. With your songwriting, do you find that if you collaborate with someone, and uh, I'm thinking immediately of Jeff Downs, actually, but does it rein in your worst excesses and acts as like a sort of counterbalance? Um, you know, because generally you tend to think of songwriters like yourself, really, Chris, you know, working perhaps in isolation and presenting your final product, as it were, to uh, um, a welcoming uh, artist, let's say. But uh, what happens when you collaborate with people? Um, although I know you might say, well, I collaborate with producers as well. But, you know, if you're doing something like a joint uh, project, as you are with Jeff Downs, uh, do you find it, do you enjoy that sort of collaborative arrangement? Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, it's, uh, well, it's really about working with people you have a kindred spirit with, I suppose, or some kind of, you know, with Jeff, because I know those records so well from his early career. I, you know, I know instinctively how he likes to play and, and write, so, and I'm, I'm very influenced by those records, so it's a, it seems like a natural thing. I'll do something back and he'll go, oh, that's nice, you know. And it's, it's like that is a very joy, joyful thing, really. There's never any, any situation where either of us, either Jeff or I say, I'm not sure about that, you know, can you change that? Never like that. It's always, well, that's great, love that. What about this? And it's like a tennis match until you build the tennis court. Is that a strange <laughs> <laughs> no, analogy? What you're saying, really, it's an intuitive thing. And is this basically because you're both at the top of your game, really, in terms of what you're doing? And... Um, you know, that element of critique doesn't really come in as much as it might do if, um, you know, you were of a, a lesser, you know, le lesser proportions, let's say, in terms of what you've achieved and what you do. Um, yeah, I think you're right there, actually. I think it's confidence, isn't it? <clears throat> I think if you're confident in what you do and you, you believe in it, then it's... I always say that when I'm writing with people, actually. If you, can, if you write from the heart, then it almost is beyond criticism in a way. Not that I'm shy of criticism, because constructive criticism is really great and helpful, but if you write or 
produce records from the heart, then you're kind of in a safe place. So I think, yes, you're right. You're right. I think it's confidence and believing in, in your own, what you do is good. And not being afraid that, you know, if you play something, you're going to be laughed out of the room. Because that's always, always a thing that scares people when they're, I think, younger and starting out in, in, in you know, in this business. Sort of um, like a, a writer friend of mine would say, okay, I'm going to dare to suck now as he presents his idea to the room. <laughs> you know, and really he's just, he's being facetious, but that's what it's like in the early days. Yeah. Like, oh, what if I play this and everyone thinks it's shit? Uh-huh. You know? So, yeah, it's, um, I think I think what you said is right. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I mean, we should just remind listeners, because we haven't mentioned it, and let's really lay lay this on thick. Why, why not indeed? I mean, you've written for Britney Spears, Beyonce. I think you've produced one of her albums or co-produced it. Um, Paloma Faith, Lana Del Rey, yeah. Mark, Mark Armand. We're not saying we are the oracle here but we like to think we do know um some of those backroom people and uh, hard-working songwriters uh, and as i say it's only in the last few years that we've really been aware of your work you know your your albums and then of course you explore the very early stuff which we've mentioned hooking up with um with Jeff Downs, uh, who's done any number of um, projects over the years. I mean, very productive. Did you see the uh, DBA arrangement giving you, perhaps personally, uh, a more rock-orientated approach, if I can put it like that? It might be a soft rock-orientated approach or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Whereas perhaps your more recent songwriting has been more in the pop style, you know, for various big-name artists. You know, it's another outlet, isn't it, really? Well, absolutely, and you know, my heart is very much in that that sort of. Um, I suppose, like you say, is um, you know slightly softer. When you say rock, it implies you know heavy guitars and stuff, and it's not that. But my heart is definitely in that progressive rock genre, and um, you know, I'm always one step from putting that leather jacket on and and pretending to be Robert Plant. So it, it was is no problem for me to make those records. I mean, it, you know, it's a joy, really. It's, yes. It's where my heart is. I'm making the records that I actually want to make now, whereas originally, in the beginning, I think it was a bit of a battle. You know, I, I was I was doing, you know... I mean, I'm proud of them now, and I listen back, I don't know. They weren't bad, those couple of solo albums that I did, but at the time, I was thinking, I want to be doing this, you know. They signed me on this song, and I don't want to do this song, I never want to play this song. Like you do when you're, you're young and annoying. But um, now I'm, I'm 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 much happier making these kind of records. Bit more it's a natural, ch- yeah. Expression. Bit more chilled out, really. I suppose you know. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I mean, I think part of my personality is usually extrovert. Although this is the paradox: if you stood me on a stage in front of three thousand people, I'd be very comfortable. So, and I meet a lot of people in the business like that. I mean, Mark Armand, you mentioned. He's such a lovely guy, and, and I produced his last album, The Velvet Trail, and it was a joy. But he marks such a sweet guy, and he's very, you know, quite shy. But standing on a stage, and he's like this larger than life, like, wow, you know, all this confidence. So it's an interesting psychological, I suppose, yeah. um, study, really. <laughs> but um, I think I've just remained quite comfortably in the background, if you like, 
because it, it, you know it was working and I was still making music and I was really enjoying what I was doing but you never get rid of that little side of you that voice in your head the alter ego if you like that that voice that says yeah but you need to get your guitar out mate and do your own thing for a bit now you've, you've put that to bed for long enough you know I'm not going to stay silent forever and it's like that that other side of you and anyone who's been a performer or has that in them in, in their sort of uh, soul if you like you can't not you can't you can't not do that you can't put that to bed forever it won't it won't rest and so this is where I am right now really that because I'm in a position where I'm I can afford I suppose I mean time wise more than financially I mean um, to make records that I really want to make you know, it's a good time for me to sort of poke my head above the surface, if you like. Get ready to rock radio, music you want to hear. On the subject of songwriting, what advice would you give to uh, aspiring songwriters? Um, the traditional approach where you offer songs to a specific artist presumably is still valid, and I, I presume that's via a publisher or, or agent. Um do, do you think it's, you know, in the internet age, Chris, is it easier for songwriters to get established or is it harder because of, you know, the competition? Um, I don't know if it's easier, um, but all the all the people I've worked with who are young people, you know, in their teen, teenage or, or 20s, are still really determined people whether they're in the internet age or not, you know, so... It's really all about that, and it always has been. Because, you know, the knocks do come, don't they? In the face of adversity and all that, you know, you can either lie down and say, this doesn't work, it's too hard, or you can just get you, beat yourself up and carry on. And you're inevitably going to get people ignore you, be rude to you, say, don't like it, you know, or worse. And you have to believe in yourself, and that's that's all you can do. You, you, you're your own kind of... Um, pilot really because no one's driving you know no one's flying the the um, you know the spaceship in this business it's, it's, a, it's about you no one's out there helping you it's a tough business i mean i i, I remember trevor horn once saying it um it's a quote something like it it builds up midgets and knocks down giants i thought that's such a that's such a trevor thing to say it's, it's quite cynical but in some ways it's right because there are lots of people who are really good at what they do but they just don't have that same power mm. and if you if you're not made of you know sterner stuff it can, <laughs> can really do your head in so you just got to be determined and, and believe in yourself and keep at it uh, and be yeah. prepared for you know the nose and, and like yourself, really, prepared to go where the work is and where duty calls, really. If you think it's going to make a difference, as you obviously did, um, you know, you've got to be prepared to, uh, as in your case, travel, you know, and... Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember somebody saying to me, what a great life you've got, you're so lucky. And I stopped and I said, OK, hang on a minute. Yes, you could argue it's a great life being in California, but, you know, it's still life, it's still... It's hard work, you know. It's it's every day. It's, you know, these records don't appear on on shelves in shops or on artist records by osmosis. It's you know, it's a graft. But there's no luck involved. With it. No luck at all. It's um, 
it's, you know, no one led me by the hand to California and said, be good, you know, sell your house in London and, and say goodbye to all your friends and, and move to a different country. That's not luck. And that's, you know, that's where I sort of have to say, hold on, it's not quite correct. I mean, you make your own look, don't you? That's what they say. Yes, no, that's right. And you would say, going back to the songwriting, um, you know, a good publisher agent is worth their weight in gold, really, to get you started, you know, to get... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Traditional ways. Absolutely. You know, if you, if, you have a, if you don't have a good manager, and you know you've not got a good manager, but you keep telling yourself, yeah, he's not great, but, you know, he's quite nice to me, and, you know, buys me sweets or whatever... <laughs> then you're lying to yourself and really a good manager is key if you haven't got a good manager get one yeah no, don't that, fire the one that's not yeah you know. that's good advice as well and we were chatting to songwriting royalty chris braid in october 2015 ahead of the release of the second downs braid association album where he teams up with keyboard maestro jeff downs and you can check out an hour special with an extended version of our interview with chris and lots of great music that's at mixcloud and you can find the link on the home page at getreadytorockradio.com we also have an hour-long special with jeff downs chatting about his career and choosing some of his favorite tracks. Thank you for listening.